hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. David? Yes? Am I enough? Are you enough? Uh, For me, yes, of course. But how much is enough, David? I guess that's different for each person, right? (laughs) (laughs) Is that the same for 401k contribution rates? Well, maybe. Why do you ask? Well, I'm just not sure everyone knows if they're contributing enough to their 401k plans. And if so, how much they should contribute. Well, it's a good thing they're listening to Queer Money episode 343, because today we're talking about how much LGBTQ folks are actually contributing and how much is an ideal rate. Well, let's get on to the show then. So on the previous bonus episode, 341 of the Queer Money podcast, we talked mostly to folks who don't have or don't, yeah, don't have access to a company-sponsored retirement plan. This week, we're talking to those at 72% of you who actually do have access to one. So per the Motley Fool, Debt Free Guys, LGBTQ plus money study, um, when LGBT folks have access to a company-sponsored retirement plan, the most common response to the question of how much are you contributing came in at four to 6%. That doesn't mean that that's the, the that's the average. It means that that was the co- most common response, the li- largest number of folks. There are folks who are contributing less, in some cases zero, and there are folks contributing more than 6%, but the, the largest percentage of the group said that they were contributing 4 to 6%. And that's of those who had access to a plan. Right. So is that enough though? That's the proverbial question for this particular episode. And then if that's not enough, how much is enough? Right. Yeah. Let's discuss this. Good thing we're here. So um, as David said, the most common contribution rate for those who do contribute is 4 to 6%. That's good. But what do professionals and the data suggest that we should contribute? Well, for some context, uh, Yahoo Finance found that most Americans, the general population, LGBTQ and otherwise included, average about 11.2%. So we're contributing about less than the general population, um, but is even 11.2% enough? Well, maybe not. Vanguard, one of the largest mutual fund companies out there, recommends 12 to 15%. Fidelity re- recommends 15%, uh, which... Keep in mind, both Fidelity and Vanguard make money off of the more make money off of people keeping money in their accounts, right? So they may be skewed a little bit higher, but the reality is, even if they are skewed higher, the LGBTQ community is about halfway there. A lot of us are not contributing as much as we we should, based on recommendations. Exactly. So, uh, what exactly should you contribute? How much should you contribute? Ultimately, really, it's different for everyone. Um, It's based on your current lifestyle and income and your future or expected lifestyle investments and income. And that's, to be honest, that's really different for a lot of people. A lot of people wouldn't like the lifestyle that David and I have. And so um, our investment strategy, our retirement strategy wouldn't be conducive to what would make them happy. Um, What you might like might be completely different than what your friends and family and everybody around you might like. So it's different for everybody, but it's important to think about what is it that you want and how can you actually get there? Um, Ultimately, to figure out exactly how much money you need to have invested and saved before you can actually say, hey, I'm out of here. (laughs) I'm not working anymore. 
We encourage you to listen to episode 326 of the Career Money Podcast, where we talked about how to calculate your retirement number. Yeah. Capital One strives to inspire a better financial path for everyone, including the LGBTQ plus community, through access to credit, tools to manage debt, and product features. Digital products such as CreditWise and Eno are designed to take the stress out of money by helping you manage credit, a key source of potential stress, and stay on top of spending without worrying all the time. Sign up for CreditWise for free today. Yeah. I remember having a conversation with one of our friends who at the time was living in LA, now lives in Palm Springs. And he and his husband uh, estimate that they need about $9 million when they reach full retirement age. And that kind of popped our eyes open. We, we have our number set at two and a half million, but that's because where they live, the taxes they're going to pay, the lifestyle that they have and the lifestyle they want to maintain. It's completely different for everyone. But the thing is, is they've calculated, right? They know what they want. Right. So not contributing what you should. Well, don't be fooled if you're doing that. Many studies suggest that it's more often than not a spending problem, not necessarily an income problem that causes folks to not contribute as much as they quote unquote should, or truly want to contribute to reach their retirement goals. Yeah. I think immediately most people will go to, I'm just not making enough money. And so often it turns out to not really be the case. I mean, when you actually looked at, look at the math, look at the spending, looking at, looking at the income for most folks, it's actually a spending problem, not an income problem. And I know that's a contentious topic, especially in our community, but the data doesn't lie. Um, so yes, we encourage you to ask for a raise, look for a better job with better benefits, uh, start your own business to diversify and increase your income streams. All that is great. But if you don't get a handle on your spending, if you suffer from lifestyle and inflation creep, as we did, um, and and suffered the consequences for, um, you're just you're just never going to make enough, be able to contribute and save and invest enough. So, um, our recommendation is to get crystal clear on where you're spending, how you're spending, where is every dollar coming from, where is every dollar going. Um, way back when we finally realized that we had fifty one thousand dollars in credit card debt, one of the very first exercises we did. David did it. It was to <laughs> itemize every single expense of ours from the previous year. And it was eye-popping to see where our money was going. We didn't really know the large life that we were living um, because we weren't quantifying where the money was going. But when you on paper, we were living like rock stars. And we quickly realized that if we were more judicious with how we spent our money, we, if we if we redirected our money from the wine and travel and entertainment categories to retirement or paying off debt, we could actually reach our money goals much more quickly. And we would argue for most of our listeners, most of the LGBTQ community, probably a similar story. Yeah. So listen to episode 190, where we talk a little bit more about what a spending analysis is or how you can do one. Um, one of the things that we recommend is that folks uh, do a spending analysis uh, every six months. Uh, so you have a six month look back and, and you can have a 12 month look back. Um, really what this does is it allows you to see the big areas where you might be overspending with wine, John. Um, and this allows you then to... <laughs> reduce your expenses and put the difference into a company sponsored retirement plan or towards the financial goals that you're trying to reach with your investing and planning for the future. I only ever drink half the bottle. <laughs> with that, stay tuned for your Queer Money Takeaway from this episode. Thank you for listening to another episode. Here is your Queer Money Takeaway from the show. Itemize all of your expenses for the past year as detailed as you possibly can get and see if you're getting the value on the spending or even the financial insecurity that you think you're getting. Right. And then join us next Tuesday for our regular scheduled show and Thursday for another bonus episode brought to you by The Motley Fool, Debt-Free Guys, LGBTQ Plus Money Study. 
Thank you and have an amazing weekend. Sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.